Welcome to Loaded Talk. I am Frank Kraft, your congressman, the most important person you know, the third most popular candidate in the land. Along with me, as always, what's up, planet Earth? Charlie. I'm Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bean. <laughs> well, we took off last week because of Mother's Day, in part to celebrate the women in our lives, and also because I own a flower shop, and I was butt stupid by the end of Saturday, and then Sunday, I was still butt stupid. Um... What'd you, uh, what'd you get into for the old Mother's Day? Uh, we went to hang out with uh, my mom for a little bit on Mother's Day, and then on Saturday, we hung out with my stepmom and my dad. What'd you do to honor Miss Smelly? Um, well, kind of because of all of the things that go on in our lives, uh, we got dinner towards the end of Sunday, so it was gotcha. kind of a, a busy day. the last event. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> well... Too smelly anyway. <laughs> um, all right. So one, not one thing, one series of events that has been occurring since since we last met is the FBI, believe it or not, seems to be corrupt. Um, it seems like they don't actually look out for the people. Perhaps they're just a rogue agency in for their own power that just does whatever the hell it wants. Maybe. I mean, that's my personal opinion. That is not technically slander, if it's an opinion. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, oh, actually, I forgot. Before we go through this, I'll pull up my, my tweets on my twits, because I threw something out a while ago. Um, that was a nice little mix of everything glory that is the FBI. And because there's a huge contingency well actually it's weird now it used to be that republicans were very pro law enforcement you know so fbi cia nsa all the kind of stuff it was like you know there's some bad apples but um you know we really need to fight terror we need to uh make sure the good guys the u.s we win you know so it's important that cops law enforcement fbi you know it's all it's all very important well then the fbi went after trump and now the Republicans don't seem too pro-FBI, which is very interesting to me. And they're becoming a little less pro-law enforcement. They're still pretty big on cops. Um, but I think if cops start making them put masks on again, they might uh, change their tune. Um, the unfortunate reality with that is because it's all polar and because no one cares about truth as much as winning... Um, now the Democrats who used to be dependably against the FBI and CIA, NSA and all these type of big government things, uh, especially during, during the George W. Bush era, they're now more pro FBI and federal law enforcement, which is not ideal. Uh, cause if we could all just agree that the FBI sucks, we could just get rid of it. You know, they, they started, the idea was, you know, like, well, what happens if someone robs a bank in Arkansas and then goes to Missouri and robs a bank? You know, Arkansas can't chase past the state lines. They just wave to them. It's horrible. And it's like, yeah, it's impossible to solve this right now. And then eventually we get telephones. It's like still pretty difficult to solve this. And, uh, but now we have the internet. So, like, I am certain... Multiple states can get together and be like, hey, I think this dude's doing stuff too. It's like, yeah, maybe we should look into it together. And like, even when the FBI, in its early days, they investigated. And the local law enforcement made the arrests, put them in jail. But it was just like, hey, guess what? Here's some news. It's not just an Arkansas problem. It's a Kansas and a Missouri problem too. We've got lots of charges. We've got lots of information for previous investigations. You don't have to start from scratch. Let me read you some stuff. Um, now, hmm. so this I posted almost a year ago, August 13th, 22. I don't have it on the thing. I read okay. it off my phone. Um, so I just said, the FBI was used in World War One to spy on, spy on and arrest anti-war citizens. So that was, you know, good old days of like... Uh, was that the, was it the Sedition Act? The something like that. Sounds familiar. Yeah, where it's just like, hey, you against America, you go to jail. 
Or is that World War II? But yeah, World War II, they spied on, and then in turn, Japanese-American citizens. So, you know, we had concentration camps in, like, Minidoka, Idaho, and places like that. Because if you kind of look a little jappy, and look like one of them people from Nippon, got to put you in a concentration camp in case you want to take over America. Um, of course, that was also done by a Democrat president, just like the World War I stuff. Um... FBI spied on and attempted to blackmail Martin Luther King Jr., tried to push him to suicide. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. was not a perfect man. He, uh, he may have dabbled with some ladies from time to time. And so the FBI thought they could undermine the civil rights movement because obviously good guys want to undermine the civil rights movement. So just let that sink in for one minute that the goal was to not have equal rights uh so in order for the federal government to keep black people from having the same rights as white people they would record uh king in mid coitus with a lady and then play it back for him and say you know this is gonna get back to your wife we're gonna mail this stuff we got these photos they're gonna be mailed to your wife and their goal was to get him to be so ashamed of himself that he'd kill himself. And, uh, you know, so more FBI. Um, well, of course, they cooked many families alive in a house fire because, it, because they had silly beliefs. You know, the, uh, the Waco cats. Like, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the Branch Davidians were nutters. Okay? They were nutters. Um, I don't... But here's the thing. David which I believe was the dude. Or da- yeah, David Koresh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said at the very beginning that his end would come at the hands of the federal government sieging the, uh, in a siege, and they would die. Or he would die. A bunch of them would die. But it would be the hands of the federal government uh, because they didn't like what they believe at that house and that they were going to come in and kill him. Um, so maybe he's a nutter. Maybe he's a prophet because he got that one right, you know? And so they came in there and they're just like, hey, we're worried about the well-being of these children in there. Let some out. We'll let some out. Like, okay, well, we got to protect all these women and children. Let's burn them all alive in a house fire because if they're dead, they will be protected. ATF had a nice hand in that as well. Um, Then there's Ruby Ridge. They entrapped a man into a gun sale, then shot the man's son. Next day, a sniper took out his wife, which is, that's, you know, they, they basically entrapped this guy. They didn't basically. Held up in court as entrapment. They entrapped this guy. He sold him a shotgun. It was like a half inch too short, something like that. It was barely below these stupid federal guidelines. Um, and so they lived in this rural part, Ruby Ridge. And so you just, a lot of land, you know? And so you you have a real country plot of land you know a lot of times you go hunting and fishing and stuff like that your kids they probably like it too you know so the boy was walking around the land with a rifle because he can do that and these guys will pull up in ghillie suits and he's just like you know, basically monsters come out of the ground you know and so this kid's standing with this rifle and he just kind of like huh and so of course pop 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 put the kid down and so, you know, the, uh, the dad hears this, goes out, retrieves the child's body. Um, and so he's, of course, has now seen that someone has broken onto his land and killed his son. And, you know, he is not feeling great about that. You know, eventually it's like, hey, it's the government and all that. But, uh, but yeah, he's, his wife is holding their baby because he has one more child. And so the wife holds the baby in her arms. And so they're negotiating all this stuff. And uh, I think she's got a gun, too, because they're surrounded by a bunch of gun-wielding lunatics that just happen to have a badge that have already killed their son for no reason. And so, you know, trust is an all-time high, I would say. <laughs> um, but, you know, they get the shot. The shot's clear. Take the shot. And so, psh, as she holds their baby, she gets blasted away and uh, goes to court afterwards after everything's said and done, you know, gives up eventually. Um, goes to court, gets held up like, oh yeah, the federal government entrapped you. They had no reason to be there. You were not attempting to sell sawed-off shotguns. You know, they entrapped you, 
And then they came in and killed your family. I forget what they gave him, like 50 grand or something. Like, Here's $50,000. Sorry about your loss. It's like, well, how am I supposed to buy a child and a wife for $50,000? You can buy one of them for 50 grand, <laughs> but I mean, neither one's going to be that good. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so that, that was what <laughs> they said. Sorry. Um, God, this thing goes. So they groomed young Muslim men to join terrorist groups, planned attacks on the U.S., and then entrapped them. That was post 9 11. They'd get a bunch of like 18, 19 year old kids online and just be like, hey, we got this thing. You know, screw America, right? They hate us. They hate us. They hate us. Eventually, they get them in there. They go, okay, when we get there, hit this button. And they'd be like, oh, I'm conflicted. I'm real conflicted. Like, hit the button. Hit the button. So they hit the button. They're like, prison, Guantanamo Bay. Gotcha. Shouldn't have hit that button. We're the government. <laughs> uh, let's say they set up a domestic terror group. Planned to kidnap a governor and entrapped others to join. Well, Whitmer, Michigan. They laid siege on, a, on Native Americans on a reservation for wanting social change. Killed two and then tried to manipulate threatened witnesses before the trial. They went around and was like, you don't want to testify. Come on. Uh, the FBI drugged and assassinated Fred Hampton for being a Black Panther. They thought he was just a little bit too compelling. So they snuck in and they drugged him and they killed him. They expanded to drug use. Oh, I think, no, Hampton, I think they, yeah, they drugged him, so he'd pass out, and then they broke into his place, and they shot him dead, and I don't even think he woke up, I think they just shot him in his bed, I don't think he wow. had the ability to spring forward, because they drug, doped him up so bad, um, and that's just a few things, that was just a thread I posted last year, of <laughs> just some of the highlights of the FBI, that since the beginning, they've been a weapon to use. To control Americans to do what the people in power want. You know, whether that's saying, no, of course, black people don't get to have equal rights. You know, FBI is all about that. And they said, well, you know, who wants that? Let's hmm. get a loud mouse down there causing all them problems. And so, yeah, MLK, Fred Hampton. I mean, um, so we kind of forgot about stuff. Um FBI and the post 9-11 world kind of got the little hero thing going, you know? Um, did you want to chime in with something there? As far as... I don't know. It looked like you're... <laughs> no, no. Um, it does seem like... Well, over time, it seems like there's a progression in bills that escalate um the ignorance of rules that we have in place, I guess. Yeah, or just not care. Yeah, not caring about the rules. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, when I think you know post nine eleven that was a problem with uh, you know we saw like I was just talking about with uh, the Muslim kids. You know we were so the whole country oh you know Muslim terrorists you know Islamic extremists and all that that you know, protect us protect us and so we'd see. You know, FBI breaks up terror rings, stops a plot in, you know, New York City or whatever. And we're like, oh, good job, federal government. And then, like, when it starts getting to court, you're just like, wait, you tricked a high schooler? You tricked a high schooler into hitting a button after telling them that everybody hates it? Like, okay, like, I think, I don't think manipulating high school students is what we want the FBI to be doing. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's not complicated to manipulate high school students. And then, like, especially, like, I mean, why is 18 the age for joining the military? Because 18-year-old dudes will run towards guns that are shooting. Get them all hopped up, ready to go. And, like, you know, not all of them, of course, but 18 to 20-year-old dudes, you know, they are a lot braver dumber i don't know but you're willing to just go you know you got all that testosterone you got all that i could do this i could willpower this thing and uh and so you know if you go and start hyping them up that uh that the u.s is against you and the only way to like save yourself is this plot you're gonna figure that out especially when you're a, a team if you're a team of adult agents that have like psychological (laughs) expertise yeah like it's like we do psyops now we're gonna focus on one teenager like we'll do all of our psyops against you know tim over there doesn't stand a chance no 
Tim or whatever, you know, Muhammad, whatever. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, not no chance in the world. And especially when it's just like, all right, just hit the button. Just call this phone number. Call this phone number. You don't even have to be there. Just call the phone number. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, God, I'm going to pay. All right. So that's a little bit of history at the FBI. Um, there's been some headlines. Um, obviously, one thing that started when Trump was running for president the first real time. At the time he got elected. I think he ran before at some other time or something. Either way, uh, when he ran and he won, um, at some point there was this talk of Russian collusion. You know, um, the Hillary Clinton campaign... Say he's colluding with Russia, he's a Putin puppet, and all that. And we heard about that basically his entire presidency. Uh, there's still people now who are online and still say it's a by God fact. You know, he is a, a Russian agent, a, pup, a Putin stooge. Because there was a Trump Tower he was trying to build in Moscow at some point. And of course, the, uh, the P tape was like, well, he was at that hotel and in Russia, and he hired those hookers to come in and pee on a bed because uh, the Obamas had stayed there. And it wasn't clear whether he wanted to be peed on or was it just <laughs> peeing on the bed because the Obamas slept there, which, of course, I mean, I assume if you don't like pee, you'd have to change the sheets, you know? <laughs> There's just a lot of variables in the story that they don't flesh out, you know? Especially since Trump's a notorious germphobe. I love how you use the word flush. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, that, was, that was a big piece of press that people discussed all the time. Oh, is he a Russian stooge? Uh, is he an asset? And so there was the Mueller investigation, and it came out and it was just like, I don't know. We don't really have anything, I guess. It seems we're going to close this up. And so they had uh, the Durham uh, investigation the durham report has just come out and what's his face is it john Dur- yeah john durham a special counsel which they named they named john durham to special counsel before the end of the trump term and that allowed him to continue his investigation under a new president without just getting fired because if he wasn't special counsel then he could have just been canned and then it would have gone anywhere but everyone always said that john durham was this guy that um, was not politically minded. He was just a very cut and dry fellow and he was going to investigate it. And so, you know, years went through the Trump, like during Trump years, who's going, you know, into Biden years, who's gone. And honestly, I forgot that his investigation even existed, you know, but then his report comes out. I'm going to pop over to the screen here. Look at that. No cookie problems today. This is from just the news. Um, Special Counsel John Durham released a damning final report Monday after more than three years of investigating the Russian collusion probe, declaring the FBI had no verified intelligence or evidence when it opened the crossfire hurricane probe of President Donald Trump's campaign in the summer of 2016. The prosecutor, however, recommended no new criminal charges. Of course not, because they didn't have anything. Neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, Durham wrote in a 300-plus-page report sent to Congress. So, just real quick. Law enforcement and intelligence appear to have possessed no evidence of collusion when they started. No evidence. None. Like, they didn't have any evidence. Like, that's a conclusion drawn. Like, when they start the investigation, they start off with Nothing. Nothing pointing them in that direction. Okay. <laughs> Might as well spend millions of dollars investing, investigating something where you don't even have circumstantial evidence. <laughs> I mean, no evidence, it says. None. All right. Uh, let's see. Prosecutor faulted oops, the department and the FBI for failing to follow their own standards and allowing a probe to persist, persist including the surveillance of an American citizen without the basis of FISA. Uh, da, 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 da. let's see yeah here it is based on the review of crossfire hurricane and related intelligence activities we concluded the department and the fbi failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described 
the Department of Justice and the FBI failed to uphold the mission of sticking to the law. <laughs> they are federal law enforcement. The Department of Justice is all about federal law. They didn't stick to having fidelity to the law. But it's okay. It's the FBI. They don't have to do that. The FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance, while acknowledging, then and in hindsight, that they did not genuinely believe that there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of a foreign power. How about that one, Charlie? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, a a FISA, like a FISA warrant, that is when you go to a secret court where it has no public view, and you say, I would like to record this cat. Whatever. Like, I want their phones, I want their house, I want their emails, whatever I can get access to, because they're, you know, a, a threat. You know, there's a criminal thing, and I need it. Judge goes, Okay, I think like FISA warrants getting like denied is almost never. You know, like it's it's like one of the most powerful warrants you can have, and the success rate is almost a hundred percent. Like they just game the stuff. That's why even have the court. Why even have the court? <laughs> exactly right. They just go, yeah, sure, you can have that. Yeah, sure, you can have that. Um, but you would think that you need at least. You at least need to play the game, right? This is a serious threat. We have this evidence. Uh, We really need these warrants. Here's some stuff. This is why it's serious. But this report found that the FBI agents, both at the time of applying for the FISA warrant, and now, in this exact moment, at neither time, nor in between those days, did they ever think that there was a real reason to have one other than just wanting one? They did not genuinely believe there was probably cause to believe the target was knowingly engaged in criminal activity. So they, they got a warrant, renewed it, renewed it, renewed it, without even thinking it was real. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a justification for maintaining jobs, almost. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's it seems like... Well, um, you know, it's not in this article, I don't think. But it ta- the Durham Report talks about how the Clinton campaign... Um, I'm forgetting all the dates now. The Clinton campaign you know, decided that they were going to do a... Uh, a thing during the election to say, ah, oh, Trump's colluding with Russia. They decide they're going to just put this out there. This was going to be an attack that they were going to do, uh, which is fine. Your campaign, you can throw mud, you know? So they decided they were going to do that. And it was something like four or five days after they decided this is the path they're going to take. This investigation started. So they talked about it being a, a strategy and the FBI then began an investigation into their accusations that they invented in their campaign headquarters. In between these two dates, we're going to make this a, to a thing, and it's actually an investigation. Um, there was this meeting that was really weird. It was Bill Clinton in an airplane, like never getting off the airplane on the tarmac, meeting with Susan Rice, who I think just stepped down from the Biden administration, but she was a very high-level, I forget her job for Obama, but she was a hustler and... You know, she she was huge. I mean, huge behind the scenes. Um, smart person who pulls strings, you know. Um, but Bill Clinton and Susan Rice met on an airplane. Somebody in the government, former president, whose wife is running for president. They had a meeting, known around, on an airplane. After Hillary Clinton decided... Um, to try this attack. But before, the FBI opened up a real investigation. When asked about it, they said, oh, Bill just 
asked about her kids and they were just talking about, <laughs> you know, like seriously, they were talking about that. It's like asking about kids and talking about, I don't know, soup recipes and stuff. And it's like, even at the time, I was like, there's no way <laughs> Bill Clinton and Susan Rice met in a random airport on the runway, basically, to talk about children. There are telephones. <laughs> we have telephones. And odds are, they can cross paths a lot. You know, current major player, former president, the la- like at this point, the previous Democrat president. And, you know, at the time, Bill Clinton was still kind of deified. And, uh, so anyway. Nothing to see there. Yeah, I mean, what could that even mean, you know? And, I don't know if it's in this article, but the FBI met with the Obama administration, which, yeah, this vice president guy named Biden. (laughs) But they met with the Obama administration. They met with the Clinton team to talk about this. And no point was it like, oh, well, this is politics. We should not do this you know um it was just okay we'll just move on forward let's see (laughs) so the fbi is trying to let's kind of whistle past this the conduct in 2016 2017 that special counsel durham examined was a reason that the current fbi leadership already implemented dozens of corrective actions which have now been in place for some time Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in this report could have been prevented. This report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continues to do its work with rigor, objectivity, and professionalism the American people deserve and rightly expect. So they say, look, I know it looks bad. We already fixed it. It's all good. It's good. We already fixed it. We knew about it. Yeah, we knew. There's a problem. We found that. We fixed it. Um, let's see. Durham specifically faulted the FBI for relying on evidence from the campaign of 2016 Democrat nominee Hillary Clinton, including the now discredited Steele dossier, saying leadership lacked the necessary distrust of politically motivated allegations. They didn't even go, are you sure this ain't just about winning an election? I promise. (laughs) All right. Our investigation also revealed that senior FBI personnel displayed a serious lack of analytical rigor toward the information that they received, especially information received from politically affiliated persons and entities, he wrote. This information, in part, triggered and sustained Crossfire Hurricane and contributed to subsequent blah, blah, blah investigation. Um, in particular, there was significant, significant reliance on investigative leads provided or funded, directly or indirectly, by Trump's political opponents. The department did not adequately examine or question these materials. Why would you, why would you investigate? Just because you have a bureau of investigation? Um, and the motivations of those providing them, even when, at that same time, the director of the FBI and others learned of significant, potentially contrary intelligence. So they learned that there's other stuff that's like, well, that's not true. And they're like, man, I don't know. Hillary's pretty sure. He's <laughs> pretty sure. Um, what else? FBI's actions with respect to other highly significant intelligence. FBI's actions with respect to other highly significant intelligence they received from a trusted foreign source pointed to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin so as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. Unlike the FBI's opening of a full investigation of unknown members of the Trump campaign based on raw, uncorroborated, uncorroborated information uh, in the separate matter involving a purported Clinton campaign plan, the FBI never opened any type of inquiry, issued any taskings, employed any analytical personnel, or produced any analytical products in connection with the information. This lack of action was despite the fact that the significance of the Clinton plan intelligence was uh was such as to have prompted the director of the cia to brief president uh, brief the president vice president attorney general director of the fbi and other senior government officials about its content within days of receipt so it was important enough that they they told everybody about it it's also of enough importance for the cia to send formal written referral memorandum to director uh corny 
and it's supposed to be Comey and the deputy assistant director of the FBI's counterintelligence division, Peter Strzok, for their consideration. You remember the name Peter Strzok? It does sound familiar. Yeah. He was a guy that got caught. He was an FBI agent, and uh, he got caught. He, so him and this other FBI agent were having an affair with one another. They were both married, and they were kind of just getting down on the side uh, with one another. And... Uh, they decide, or they're texting, and I forget why their text became public, some sort of lawsuit, maybe the Trump thing. But they were just like, we got to stop Trump at any cost, like no matter what. Like, we are the last line of defense. We can't let this guy stay, you know? So it was one of these guys, like, they hated Trump. They thought that their job was to <clears throat> do whatever they could to stop him because he was so evil, right? And uh, so this guy was briefed on the intelligence and you know he took it very oh okay i'll take that seriously because you know i'm impartial <laughs> i'm impartial um let's see did the dust led the team but was fired from the fbi worked with lisa page who he's having an affair to go around say so to go around the counterintelligence chief of the fbi his boss to keep the investigation going by getting the approval of then FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, who was also later fired. So he went around his boss, went to this other dude to keep the investigation going, even though it was a shit investigation. And uh, both of them got fired for it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Not care about all that. So, so that that's something that came out. Um, yeah, you can go. Uh, um, the whole thing was made up. The whole thing was made up. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Andrew Schiff? Do you remember that guy? Mm-mm. He's out of California. He'll probably end up being the next senator. Um, have you heard about Diane Feinstein? Yes. You know how she's like, just not there anymore. Yes. Like worse than Biden and Fetterman. Which, by the way. Three people in one party who you can argue were not there mentally, two senators and a president. Like, just come on, Democrats. Just take it seriously. We're supporting mannequins. Just please. <laughs> just not people with severe <laughs> mental disorders. Like, you know, Biden was a sharp guy, a political animal. Feinstein was too. Fetterman, meh. I mean, meh. That was then. She, she, she was gone for. Uh, oh shoot, was it shingles? Uh, she had shingles, which apparently is horribly painful. Um, but so you know, she had shingles, contagious, all that kind of stuff. So she was away from the Senate, or maybe she had shingles. Either way, she was away from the Senate for a while, and so they're pushing her back in a wheelchair. Unrelated to shingles, apparently. She's like, oh, it's something. But uh, press was like, oh, how's it feel to be back? She's like, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> and they're like, no, didn't you miss? She's like, I've been here. I've been voting. I've been doing this. Like, I, you don't, you need to, I've been, I've been here. And so she's like, I was like, she's been gone for like a month or two. She's like, nope. I've been here the whole time voting. It's like, good, good. You don't even know where right. you were yesterday. But just stay. But anyway, so Schiff is a was a congressman out of California who was on the um, intelligence committee, or maybe is on the intelligence committee. But uh, he would show up every day on CNN. She's like, I've seen the intelligence. This is going to be huge. What's going to come out is huge. Trump is going down. He's a Russian agent. We've never seen anything like this. I've seen the intelligence. This is bad, people. And so he, get, I mean, like weekly, if not more than that, he's going, I've seen it. I've seen the intelligence. I've seen the intelligence and this will be bad. And then like nothing ever came out, but he could just, he would just do that dance. Um, so he was lying that whole time, just lying, just making it up, pushing it through the press dutifully reported it. And there was just nothing to it. Like not, not a shred. Um, there was, you know, struck, 
uh, who was with the FBI until he got fired, McCabe, before he got fired, making it up. You know, they had nothing. Um, and then the press just repeat, 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 and there's still people that are hanging on it now. Um, what did you think when it came through? Well, I, in my head, it just, just discussing this, I just picture somebody showing up my front door, waving a bunch of paper in my face saying, we need, we, you know, we're going to search your life because we're accusing you of this. Yeah. And little do I know that it's just a bunch of blank paper. Damn right. You know? Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> that is, it's like, okay, let me read through that. Right. That one time I got into a, a little bit of a, a thing and, uh. Uh, you know, the cops wanted me to sign paperwork. They, they went to hand it to me. I grab it to read it. I'm like, don't you snatch that from me. I was like, I just, I'm just receiving it. I'm just receiving it so I can read it. Like, are you going to sign it? I'm like, I just need to read it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're not going to sign it. I'm like, I'm happy to sign it. I just need to read it. I don't know what I'm signing. And like, write down, refuse to sign. I'm like, I mean, it's, I didn't refuse to sign it. I was like, I just want to read it. I haven't even gotten a pen yet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they hit me and they said, what about this one? You refuse to sign this one? So I just, I was like, do I get to read it? Like right now, refuse to sign. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess that's just how this is going to go. I was like, I'm, I, I was like, I'm happy to sign things if you let me read them. Um, so yeah, I'm sure <laughs> they show up at your door, read the papers. <laughs> um, one little kind of fun twist uh, from this that I didn't even know about May 20. Okay, this is just from yesterday. Here, pop back over, yeah. Also, just the news. British intelligence expressed skepticism about the FBI's investigation into Donald Trump's campaign's alleged ties to, the Russia, uh, to Russia in 2016 and eventually became so concerned it stopped cooperating, according to the Durham report. Uh, let's see. Durham highlighted an exchange between an intelligence official and the FBI's legal attache office in London, ALAT, in which the latter relayed concerns about the flimsiness of the evidence, especially as it related to uh, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. (laughs) Quote, Dude, are we telling them, the British intelligence, everything we know, or is there more to this, he asked. Um, That's all we have. Not holding anything back, was the reply prompting the original guy to say, damn, that's thin. <laughs> like, FBI dude's just like, I mean, we got more than this, right? They're like, nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI legat in London went on to tell the inspection division that in discussing the matter with senior British Intelligence Service 1 official, uh, the official was openly skeptical, said the FBI's plan for an operation made no sense, and asked if UK at 1... Or ask him why FBI did not just go to Papadopoulos and ask him what they wanted to know. A sentiment that the person told the investigators that he would shared. <clears throat> they were just like, there's nothing here. Why don't you just go talk to him? <laughs> you think he might be a stooge? You have no evidence he's a stooge. Well, maybe talk to him. See what he says. <laughs> Start there. <laughs> They're like, that's ridiculous. Why would we talk to the guy? Um, all right. <clears throat> Let's see if there's anything else there. That was kind of the funniest part. But, uh, but at some point, well, whatever. It goes on. And this talks about how it was always silly. And at some point, the British were just like, we're out on this one. <laughs> like, we do a lot of spying for you. You know, we spy on all your people and give you the information. This is a little shady. There's nothing here. We don't want any part of it. <laughs> so, like, and that's that's wild, too. That Like, a member of the Five Eyes, you know? Like, Five Eyes is just like, no, this seems like it's not legal. And I know what we do. Technically legal? We figured out all the workarounds? Like, you haven't even figured out that workaround yet. You're just not doing good. <laughs> Um, so that is a big thing that's been happening with the FBI. But wait, <laughs> that's not all. <laughs> Today only. All right, a third in a row for just the news. Oh. 
Oh, we're Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. I'm going to refresh the screen. Let's try it again. Nope. Really? What did I like about this window? It's still just the news. All right. Well, it's a short one. I don't, I don't need it. Y'all can look at my beautiful face. Um, so this is as of two days ago. So ancient history. The FBI violated civil liberties against George Floyd protesters and January 6th participants through the improper use of, sur- of a surveillance tool, according to the filing from the uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Unsealed Friday, that undercut claims by FBI director that the Bureau had reformed its process. For <clears throat> Remember we just talked about, he was like, oh, we fixed that already. We fixed it after, we found that 2016, 2017, a long time ago, we fixed it. The revelation is certainly to place pressure on Congress, which must decide this year whether to renew the law permitting the use of the Section 702 database. The April 2022 opinion from FISC, which the Washington Post obtained, <clears throat> indicated that the Bureau had improperly made use of the database more than 278,000 times, <laughs> <laughs> including against the aforementioned groups, crime victims, and 278,000 times they made illegal use of a database in order to search uh, people protesting about George Floyd uh, or who attended January 6th. I'm just thinking about the person who crunched the data and found that number and then their reaction. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so let's see how many times it was referenced. <laughs> oh, it's still going. Oh. I'm going to get a coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> so I don't know. This has got some. I'm going to go get a coffee. It'll be fine. Um, let's see. Insists it's reformed its use. Uh, Chris Ray told us we can sleep well at night because of the FBI's so-called FISA reforms, but just keeps getting worse. The House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan told the news. Jim Jordan's a bit of an oddball. Um, so the FBI may only access Section 702 database when seeking information related to foreign intelligence or evidence of crimes. The database includes countless electronic communications and other materials that the Bureau may search for those purposes, which is scary enough. Like, it's like, look, this database has a lot of sensitive stuff, communications and whatnot. So you can only search it when you mean it. It's like, how's the data get in there? Like, shut up. <laughs> it's like, it feels like it might be illegal. Do you even have this information in your database? Like, look, we don't even look at it. We don't even look at it. Unless we need to. Um, so, what was that? That was 2020, right? George Floyd? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, summer. Summertime yeah. 2020. And January 6th was after the election, which was 2021. So, you know, very long time ago. Um, the FBI was just anybody. They wanted to find out who was involved in the protests, who was involved in January 6th. They got a hint. They looked through whatever the hell is this information they have access to. And um, without a warrant, without any evidence of a crime, they were... Just fishing on a fishing expedition and um, did it 278,000 times. Another part about the um, the January 6th thing, the FBI asked Bank of America, which if anybody banks with Bank of America, I had, we have Bank of America for the Arts Center and they're the worst and I... At some point, we're going to move. It's such a pain in the butt to move all your accounts, you know? But, like, I hate them. Um, anyway, FBI said, Bank of America, will you give me all the transactions for anybody that used a debit card in the Washington, D.C. area in January 5th, 6th, and 7th? Bank of America goes, yeah, no problem. Like, just all of our customers? Yeah, just anybody that spent money in D.C.? Done and done. Wow. Yeah, so if you have Bank of America... I mean, in case you were not already aware, which would seem difficult if you use Bank of America at some point, you have to run into the horrors that is Bank of America. Um, But yeah, they'll sell you out in a minute, real quick. All your transactions. It's like, oh, you got a hot dog. Okay. It's like, oh, you got got a nice prostate exam there, I see on your screen. Oh, followed by a massage. You had a weird day. You're Uh, a threat. (laughs) You're a threat. That's the thing. You're already a threat, so we're going to look at all your transactions. 
Imagine, I mean, imagine just... Just because you were in D.C. on January 6th. That's it. Wow. That's it. I mean, like, that was... That was the extent of it. That was the crime being investigated. Because normally, there's a crime. You know, they're aware of a crime. Or I guess it's January 6th. They're aware of a crime. People broke into the White House. They go, all right. I got to figure out who did this crime. It's like, we got all this video. That's not enough. You know, it's just like, we got to get all, we're going to get anybody that spent money in D.C., investigate all of them. You know, investigate all of them. The, you know, the process is the punishment. Let's just drag them. Um, so, they, once again, attacked private citizens for no real safety reason. You know, maybe if you're on the left, I'm sure you'll say, you know, January 6th was a threat to our democracy. If you're on the right, you might say, well, George Floyd protests were violent, uh, I don't know, violent whatever the hell riots that needed to be stopped. Okay. Um, the FBI doesn't get to just investigate every human in D.C. for it. Um, FBI doesn't get to invest donors. Um, did I get... I may have not kept that. But in addition to... Um, in addition to looking into like the George Floyd and the protests of January 6th, they also investigated donors to one congressional candidate. Probably not me. They did say he didn't win. But, no, probably not me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's somebody they said was running for Congress, didn't win, and they investigated all of his donors for January 6th type issues, you know? Hmm. Um so technically, it could have been me, but I, I feel like it might be like somebody like a Sabatini or somebody like that. Um, but I don't know. So all of this is further examples of how they don't seem to like to tell the truth. But every now and then, it's a big uh, or big organization um, with enough people. Some people. Will spring um, a conscience, and they'll just have to say something. You know, the term is often whistleblower. You know, we got protections in the world for whistleblowers, unless you're Edward Snowden um, or Julian Assange. Well, he's a journalist, but he doesn't get to be. And Edward Snowden was a whistleblower, but doesn't get to be. Um, but outside of them, we have protections. <laughs> and so it works, like, all the time. <laughs> but then, so we got the Washington Examiner. I don't know why they got this pulled up on the MSN. Hopefully it... No Cookie Monster. Okay. House Republicans joined FBI whistleblowers in alleging retaliation for exposing political rot within the Bureau. Uh, this was as of Thursday. While the FBI revoked some of their security clearances and Democrats accused them of being national security threat. Let me get down to where we want to be here. All right. The new House Republican report blasted improper retaliation by the FBI against the whistleblower who testified on Thursday, uh, FBI Special Agent Stephen Friend, FBI Special Agent Garrett O'Boyle, and the FBI Staff Operations Specialist Marcus Allen. Whistleblower testimony makes clear the FBI rid itself of employees who dared to speak out against FBI leadership or to raise good-faith concerns <clears throat> about FBI operations. The FBI's taking... Whatever. Um, I don't care about that. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, the three people, the FBI weaponized the security clearance adjudication process to silence employees who fight against the politicized rot within the FBI leadership. Uh, did it, did it. GOP reports that because a security clearance is necessary to work the FBI... Revoking or suspending an agent's security clearance effectively indefinitely suspends the agent and leaves them uh, leaves the agent to languish in unpaid purgatory. So, these people... Let me see if it says... Because um, I think this was about... Uh, the FBI retaliated against Friend after he expressed concerns about how domestic violent extremism cases were being labeled and managed the excessive force used in apprehending January 6th suspects, 
and for making protected disclosures to Congress. <clears throat> a report said that the retaliation did not end with friends and definite suspicion, and that despite informing friend that he could seek outside employment, the FBI refused to sign off on his request uh, to obtain it or to provide him with documents necessary for other employment. Um, let's see. <laughs> it was just a mistake. She says, I own this mistake. I uh, did have uh, security clearances. Okay, so this guy, or these people, they come out and they say, we think y'all are pretty quick to label people as domestic ex violent extremists. We don't think it really falls into any sort of set category. Um, it seems overreaching, maybe illegal. And then when you go to get the January 6th people, it seems like you're getting real violent. When you bring them in, like excessive force, you probably could just ask them to turn themselves in, most of these people, and they would. And they worried about, you know, the higher executives, um, I don't know, just generally acting more political than doing their jobs properly. Um, and so they, you know, here's something. The FBI also said, friend, entered the FBI Space and downloaded documents from the FBI computer system to an unauthorized removable flash drive. Oh, evidence. Uh, friend publicly released sensitive FBI information on his personal social media accounts without authorizations. Um, and they're saying that's why they revoked his clearance. But they take away these people's secu security clearance, and it's like, well, now you don't get to work, you don't get paid. And so, like, friend at least was like, well, I want to get a job. Like, am I allowed to work? They're like, yeah. Like, will you sign this thing that says it? Just crickets. Just crickets. You know, there's nothing. So it's like, okay. And then they called him a threat to the country. And uh, some Democrats are doing this too. They're calling these people a threat to the nation. And it's like, okay, they're speaking out against problems they see within their own agency. That they've served loyally for whatever amount of time. And now you're just like, well, they're a danger to this nation. They don't get to have clearance anymore. It's like, okay, well, we let him move on for another job? No. I mean, it, it's clear retaliation. Um, <clears throat> so he was a cop, so a friend was a cop before becoming an FBI agent. He testified that the FBI security division should be gravely concerned if executive managers threaten subordinate whistleblowers with adverse actions. Well, absolutely. Energy report. I see. Yeah, just talking about retaliation. Retaliation. Clearance was revoked. Um, yeah. Excuse me. I'll get some water. But that's, uh, you know, it's a sign of, it's a further sign of a corrupt organization when it's like, we've been up to no good. And when someone wants to point that out, we're going to just fire them, essentially. You know? It's, uh, you're not fired. You just don't get to get paid, you know? You know, find your stapler. It's in the basement, I think. You know? What, uh, how do you feel about all this? Well, I completely agree. It, it you know, it, it's one of those, thank you for upholding the duties as an FBI agent, but because you've done that, you're fired. Pretty, er, and it's even worse than that, because at least if you're fired, you got to go get a job. This is... Go sit in the corner and don't get paid. It's like, well, I, I can't do that. Like I've dedicated a lot of time to this law enforcement thing, um, and I have to get paid to like survive. We sign this sheet of paper so I can go get a job somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crazy? No. But you're not fired. You still work here. It's like, oh, okay. But it made my paycheck. <laughs> I did not receive my previous paycheck. And they're just like, oh no, it's fine. To the basement. Have you watched the show Barry? Mm -mm. Man, the guy that plays, uh, what's the stapler dude's name in Office Space? I don't remember his name. Yeah, me neither. But, you know, the whole time he's just, oh, me stapler. Um, he plays this guy in the show Barry that's like a, a contractor for assassins. And uh, I don't know, he's just wild. He's such an intense guy. Like, he's one, that, I don't know, he's a, he's a wild actor. Like, I, I really like him. He, I don't know if he gets his due necessarily, but he he seems to have a very wide range. And, like, the, the way the series is about to conclude, like, he's kind of been, been reborn as this just, like, 
total badass, <laughs> the Raven. And uh, I don't know, good actor. I like that guy, even if he doesn't know where his stapler is. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, <clears throat> so isolated thing of punishing some whistleblowers. It happened one time. That lady said that the not signing the paper, that was her mistake, and she owns it, right? So, mistakes happen. Well, more just the news here. So, we got uh, Grassley, Johnson. <clears throat> uh, so, the senator sent a letter to the Justice Department demanding answers after a former FBI agent said he was forced to sign a non-disclosure agreement that did not include the legally required whistleblower exceptions allowing him to come forward to Congress. Uh, Let's see if it's the same guy. However, former special agent Steve Friend, who came forward in the fall, claims the FBI used excessive tactics and did not follow its own rules in probing of the January 6th riot. Um, Provided the GOP senators with a non-disclosure agreement he was forced to sign that did not include the required anti-gag provisions. So in addition to just punishing people... They get you to sign something saying you can't whistleblow against us if you leave. And, you know, no big deal. It's fine. It's fine. It's just the FBI. Worst case scenario, you can go to, um, you know, uh, Congress, I guess. <laughs> Let's go to Congress. They'll protect you. Probably. Anyway, work for the FBI. They're an honorable organization. Um, but you know, at least with that, it's limited to the FBI. Um, go ahead and hop back over to USA today. A whistleblower for the internal internal revenue service, which is investigating Hunter Biden for potential tax violations, told lawmakers Monday his entire team was removed from the probe. So Hunter Biden is getting investigated, you know, for tax stuff, which is kind of a nice way to say for criminal conspiracy to launder money. Um, not that technically, but it's just like, there's a lot of money that comes through and other money that now we see that people have agreed you got paid, like that giant diamond that Chinese dude gave you. It's like, you didn't pay taxes on that. It's like, huh. Um, so... There was an investigation, you know, real, yeah, real hearty one. And so some IRS agents wanted to come out and to testify to Congress that the IRS investigation was being stymied by the White House and politics were involved and they weren't actually investigating anything. It was all just a show, you know, it was just politics. Politics uh, was more important than the truth. <clears throat> Well, they couldn't. Um, they they weren't able uh, to get the clearance. They weren't able to get the whistleblower protections because they, they did it very cautiously. They were like, please give me protection. I will sing like a bird. You know? And, uh, and people tried. And it was hard to get that to happen. Well, the IRS just went and fired the whistleblower and the entire team. They are just like... Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't fire them. They were removed from the investigation. But still, they just took the entire team looking into this, uh, which I'm done with this article. That was pretty much all I wanted to show. They took the entire team. We're just like, you know, I hear that you've got some concerns about the way this investigation's been run. You're off the investigation. (laughs) So we've got, I guess, the, the common theme in all of this is the government will do whatever the hell it wants to, and it will come after you hard. And it will ignore wrongdoings by other people if they're politically connected. And when people try to step up and do the right thing, they will try to destroy those people's lives. Even if they're just like, hey, I love the FBI or the IRS or whatever. Like, I love the FBI. I think we do have an important job. And I just want us to make sure we uphold the high standards that I believe we should have. You go, that's great. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it comes to you, you know, like you said, waving the papers at your door, like, um, or the January 6th stuff, where it's like, you know, you're detained. It's like, cool, when's my trial? I don't know, we'll get to it. It's like, do I get to post bail? No. No, this is a federal thing. It's a terrorist type thing. You gotta stay in jail. It's like, okay, it's been like two years. Do I get a trial? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, they will use all these tactics. They will, the IRS, you know, obviously, if you mess up on your taxes at all, like, they're going to get you and they're going to treat you like a criminal. Um, but if you're the vice president, president's son, and you set up a whole series of LLCs uh, for you and your family to collect money from the Russians and the Ukrainians and the Chinese and the. I feel like Belarus was in there at some point. Um, no big deal. You know, you're a special person. You're special. You're not uh, one of these gross normies walking on the street getting jobs and stuff. Ugh. Um, so right now we're going to find out if Congress. So that like apparently we're about to find out if they get to renew, you know, their use of this database <clears throat> for their investigations. Which they've abused horribly. And they've just been caught abusing it horribly again. I have a feeling some Republicans are going to come out and suddenly take a law enforcement protect our people position and say, well, I disagree with this, but really defending against terrorism and all these terrorists, we got to do it. We got to give them the permission. I know they abused it, but they say they won't anymore. I bet that's going to happen. All the Democrats are going to vote for it, too, because, you know, they're going after Trump right now. And I bet you the whole thing caves and they just sign off and the FBI gets the power right back or never loses it for a moment. Um, but I think this series of stuff that just came out, you know, within what this week or whatever, I, I think it's just further evidence that the FBI is not here for us. They're not here to serve and protect us they're here to serve the powerfully connected serve themselves and then protect themselves from getting in trouble when they break the rules and it's hard to see the fbi as anything other than that um so i don't know i don't got anything light-hearted to end it's just <laughs> the fbi sucks and they're super powerful they're not as powerful as the CIA, which is terrifying. That also needs to go away. But uh, how do you feel about the FBI there, Chuckles? Um, you know, I've, I've mixed emotions. I, you know, there's always the uh, the bad apple in the bunch. But it, but <laughs> but it seems like there's a lot of bad apples in the bunch. It does. <laughs> it, it seems like, and when there's a good apple, they just stomp it. <laughs> they just stop being a good apple. We're trying to be rotten here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They need to just get rid of the FBI, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you get rid of the CIA. I like. I even wonder, like, say you shut down the the CIA, like it makes me think it'd be something like a um, a Shield or um, Hydra from Marvel stuff, where it's like, look, it doesn't exist anymore, and yet it exists everywhere. They still are running drugs. They're still running guns. They still have all these different ways to make money. Their budgets are fine. They have guns. They have <laughs> structure. They don't have a government signature anymore. Okay. <laughs> like they just become this floating floating agency of nefarious dealings. No rules. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder if... I mean, because if someone shut down the CIA and did didn't get assassinated before it happened, you know? Because <laughs> that's how they get assassinated for it. Um, kind of like JFK. Um, or RFK. <laughs> Martin Luther King. Because keep in mind, the FBI really wanted to shut him up. And like they, suddenly this redneck in Memphis takes him out. Um, but, you know, I wonder who put the bug in that guy's ear. You know, like he just... Brought his rifle down. Like, I got shut up this motherfucker. Like, I don't know. It, Martin Luther King, JFK, and RFK in a very small amount of time. And CIA seems concerned about the JFK stuff. 
Mm. Anyway, all that to say, yeah, they're. Uh, I think if someone did shut them down without getting assassinated, that it would be some floating, nebulous, horrible agency. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up on this high note of happiness. <clears throat> so, uh, Charlie, till next week. If it smells like government, it probably stinks. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> rotten. <laughs> All right, man, that's it. We'll see you next week. Thank you.